Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are doing our book topic and we are discussing exclusive book editions. Um, we don't have anything like I don't have any like set script for this. This is kind of just a uh, round bitch table bitch sure. fest, I guess, uh, for those of us who hate exclusive editions. Um, so I guess let's start with what is an exclusive edition? So, Sarah, what is an exclusive edition to you? Uh, that would be, um, in my mind, books that are re-released with like special art, um, the, the page thingy where they put like color or whatever on the edges of the pages. Uh, spray paint or, uh, sprayed edges. Yeah. Or, um, especially books that are released with extra content not included in the original version or like the the base version almost like dlc in a video game do you have um, a specific example do i uh i feel like it's come up before but i honestly i know which one had you pissed off like that made us decide to discuss this well wasn't there also one with um with the court of thorns and roses author because there was a chapter that had, like there was an edition that had like an extra chapter with Azriel or something's point of view. Yes, then... that was a court of silver flames. Oh, okay, yes, that one I'm thinking of. More recently, it was the Is announcement what... of Crescent City Three. Oh, I haven't read the second book yet, so I forgot about that. Yeah. Um... That's what triggered us deciding to have this discussion is I shared the information about the bonus chapters that there's like one special chapter for like six different bookstores. Um, and I say that very loosely because like some of them aren't bookstores, but like they're big chain stores that sell books. Um, and you were like, why the hell? And then I think there was everyone on TikTok was like, why the hell did Walmart end up with like the best bonus chapter it's like why the hell are there bonus chapters at all it's fucking ridiculous i don't want to have to have three different versions of the same fucking book just so you have one chapter that's different in all three versions you're missing out on content it's stupid yeah so interestingly like enough um because this did, this came up on TikTok, BookTok. It, it's been this huge thing. And finally, a bunch of authors actually stepped up to explain what's happening. Because people were like, why are authors trying to rip us all off this way? The authors, the authors. Yeah, the authors don't really have a say. Their publisher goes to these different companies and say, how many copies of this book are you willing to attempt to sell? And basically, the companies come back and they say, I'm willing to put forward this much if you give me this special content. So basically, it's this weird game of like publishing companies going, okay, yeah, sure. Well, you know, we'll let you have dibs on this one, but you have to willingly put forward for how many ever thousands of copies of the first run, which again is how Walmart then ends up with the best content because they were most willing to put out whatever estimate to get bonus content that they wanted 
so that's how the exclusivity on the chapters happens. Now, the only thing I, I don't know, and I've only, because um, Katie Roberts is the person who came out and was like, listen, this is how this works. Because she's recently had a bunch of exclusive editions for Barnes & Noble. And then the Crescent City happened. She's like, this is how it works. I'm under the impression that sometimes the authors don't get a say. Basically, they get told by their publisher, hey, we need you to write this bonus content. Write this bonus content for us. Or they say, hey, you know that chapter that we decided to remove because it's no use? Yeah, we want to tack that on to the end of this edition of the book. So I'm under yeah. the impression that the authors don't really have control as to when they're being told they need to create exclusive content. I could be mistaken. Um, and it could vary from author to author. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I've ever really pinned on the authors. I just assumed it was some marketing scam, basically, which, you know, pretty much. Um, doesn't make it any less annoying, though. The other thing I hate is, so we have exclusive for bonus chapters. Then there will be, like, Barnes Noble will do exclusive, and they're like, exclusive content! And then it's like, a book club reading list and like an interview from the author maybe and so you're given this impression that you're getting like this like really precious information and then it's only useful to you if you like run a book club and can't come up with your own discussion questions <laughs> yeah that was a little um, judgy and no i mean we we've relied on those questions in the past before we, we have used that content before but like paying more for a set of questions yeah well i'd say we didn't we didn't we just bought a version of the book and and it just so happened to be because i think that was project hill mary there was some questions um and yeah. i don't think that one was was i know that one wasn't exclusive. regardless like if you're just a reader wanting to enjoy a story and you're not actually caring about discussing the book and you're like oh cool bonus content you buy it, and then it's just questions you're like but where's the yeah. content I was yeah. promised? Yeah. Um, or it's like a color variation on the cover. I think that's the one that drives me nuts is when it's like, oh, this is bonus. This is exclusive. And it's just because they've swapped certain coloring. Yeah. Uh, however, See, I will those say. Types of, those types of books don't bother me. You know, if if you're a book collector. Um, and and some people are book collectors. They like having variations in in the the covers. Um, yeah. I like the sprayed edges. I think they're I think they're. Sam, I'm very guilty of loving the sprayed edges. <laughs> I mean, they're cool. <laughs> and obviously, if you know that that's what you're getting when you're buying, like that it's not like content inside the book, and that you know it's because yeah. it's got sprayed edges or it's got a really yeah. pretty jacket or something like that. That's cool. My problem with those is that they often make like multiple really cool versions and i'm not a book collector i have limited space and limited funds so it's just like seething with jealousy that i can't have all of these copies <laughs> or that i just don't even want to have like 15 copies of a single book because it's, it's a little excessive you know but like they're really cool so i have the reverse issue when it comes to that um because i subscribe to a couple of different book subscriptions and i get really annoyed when one of two things happen Either I've subscribed to a couple of different book clubs 
and they all do the same books with just slightly different coloring variations. I'm like, ah, I really didn't need 15 of this book. 15 being an exaggeration. An exaggeration. (laughs) Or I find out that one I don't subscribe to did the same book and I liked their version better. (laughs) Yeah. So I got to say, my I, I had a, just a recent event with this because I bought a rather expensive version of, um, my mind is blank, of... of um, Was it compulsory? I have compulsory. Network effect? Um, network effect, I have a version of. And then Subterranean Press released that they were doing a special edition of The Witch King. And I'm like cool and then found out if you buy the witch king you then get a um advanced chance to purchase the next system collapse system collapse they're doing a special edition of system collapse and i want it so badly that i was willing to pay the money for witch king and i liked witch king I, i did an advanced reading of it i liked the book a lot not enough to spend that kind of money on the book but willing to spend the money on the book with the witch king in order to guarantee an opportunity to get system collapse and i missed the sale so i didn't get witch king and i probably will not be able to get system collapse because the subterranean books sell out so fast It, it it's 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 impossible to get them almost when I got uh, Network Effect, I got it on second release. It, it wasn't even the first release of it. They did a second release, which is not something they typically do. Um, so yeah, that people one, that who one are like tied those two books together, I was a little a little annoyed. And for those who are like, okay, listen, I'm a casual listener to you guys. You guys are naming companies, and I don't have context for it. So Kim just mentioned Subterranean Press. Press, yeah. And Subterranean Press, they are like your top tier books. Their books usually sell for a couple hundred. And they usually have two different tiers. They have their lettered tiers, which means they only make about like 26 copies. And then they have their numbered tier. And, and we're talking. Can, the lettered ones can go for up to $800. Um, yeah. Depending on the writer in the book. The, the, um, the Murderbot books go for those ones and I did not buy one of those ones. Those ones go for about $800. Um, whereas your less known authors will $200. Yeah. And these are books that we're talking about, like highest quality paper, usually really nice binding, not sprayed edges, but really, you know, special, like high end, you're paying for the artist's cover art, any internal art. And that's um, why I got it is because I love the artist that does the murder bot books he also yeah. does several other he does uh nettle and bone he did um uh, da, da, da. <laughs> sarah's favorite um the, mm. the uh <laughs> the he did the artwork for that yeah gideon yeah the, all of the the gideon harrow and and nona he did the artwork on and those. so um, a lot of time for those ones artwork. you are paying for the artist and it's a known artist you will then have your what I consider your step down from that, which would be your subscription boxes. And we're talking, and this actually falls into a couple of tiers. The the premium, like 
subscription boxes that people usually refer to are Fairy Loot and Illuminacrate. And these are British. They're high end. They usually have the best sprayed edges. Not always. Like sometimes it's pretty hit and miss. They sometimes do some really weird ombres. Um, but those ones are expensive because they're coming from overseas. Sometimes there's high curated art for them. The company handpicks the kind of artists that they are having work on stuff. Um, sometimes they have reversible covers. And they too do a limited run. Um, you usually have to get on a wait list to get to those subscription companies. Um, then uh, I would say a step down from that, you have things like Alcrate uh, uh, and Litjoy Crate, which those ones are American companies. And they do, they get, again, they've started into sprayed edges. They hadn't quite upped their game to that until about the last year or so. Um and they get specialty covers. They're working with the publishers to get limited editions and all that kind of stuff. You then have, I guess, a third tier. Um, and these will be ones where, and I think the prime example of this-ish, where it kind of falters between two and three tier, is something like the Dazzling Bookish Club or Bookish co Book Company. Um, and this is someone who does it kind of more personal and the way they do it is they get the general run of the book. They will have someone dis design an exclusive dust jacket. And they will get sprayed edges done on the general run of the book. And then they're upselling it for the extra art that they're having someone put onto the mass published versions of the books. Um, and Dazzling, Dazzling Lee does only... Um... LGBTQ, LGBTQ stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love them. I have a few of their books. We got their Locked Tomb version of those books. I have their Legends and Lantes, which is a paperback um, that they did a dust jacket for for the paperback and did some sprite edges. It's so adorable. Um, so like I like all versions of these companies. But like again, you do have, and there's other there are other companies. There's a ton of them. I just can't remember them all. Um and I don't hate that they do this however there are then the resellers and i think this is the thing that drives me nuts is there are people who would love to get on the subscription list and just get the books there are then those people who get themselves on the subscription list buy the books and then when they know they've got a high demand book sell it for multiple hundreds of dollars as if it was a subpress tier subterranean press tier level of printing um and, and then there are people not. no yeah there there is definitely a quality of binding in that that really makes up the difference um but they will then turn around and sell it as if it were and so I've seen things like special editions of the locked tomb going for like $600. Um, because someone has bought the fairy loot version and they're reselling it. So it's not worth it. It's just... No, no. But unfortunately, <laughs> some people, you know. I mean, I sat on the Illumini, Lumin, whatever, whatever it's called. Illuminicrate. The, the yeah. box. I sat on that list for probably eight months before I cleared the list and finally was able to subscribe. And um, I'm I'm not necessarily interested in the book. I like getting the box and seeing if they have anything interesting in there that I might want to keep. And then I give the book to Amber because it's typically not books that 
I want, but I know that Amber um, really likes the the special edition books and stuff like that. I don't know. Did you like the yeah. book that? that yeah, we just got? I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but yeah, it's one I'm definitely interested in. Uh, plus, we do have dreams of eventually having a very nice curated looking library where oh. those spread edges will be stunningly just, displayed. Just, just got to get a couple kids to move out of the house, and it'll be done. Yeah, it'll happen one of these days. <laughs> um, so there is an aesthetic desire with those books yeah um however at the same time bookstores are now doing sprite edges i've gotten a couple of books through barnes and noble that are now sprite edges well fourth wing was that way yes and yes it's, i think it's one of the things that made that book as hugely popular as it was um is it is a lovely kind of dragon dragon yeah uh but i i i think that's one of the things i think people fell in love with the book when they looked at it and then they read yeah. the book because the story is I mean, we've reviewed it it's not as great as people made it seem and and i i think it's because they they pre fell in love with it and so they've decided they had to love it yeah um, well and it's, and it's really... everyone was talking about it and it got really yeah. hard to find the sprayed edges and it was only for the first run so it was demand yep and, and i'll be honest i've then gone on and looked at that company and seen what other books they have coming out in the future and what kind of sprite edges and i do have a few of them pre-ordered because i am interested <laughs> in the concept and the art good better and different yeah. i'm willing to give them a, a try for a couple more books to see what i like did you hear that uh the next fourth wing book does not have sprayed edges it just has because... black edging yeah, because they didn't do anything special because they wanted it they wanted it published so quickly that mm -hmm. they they didn't have time to do the design on it. I'm just like, you 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 should have taken your time because you just shot yourself in the foot. People are yeah. not going to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Although I don't know, a lot of people actually really do are invested in the story, so a lot of people are happy that they're getting the story sooner and it wouldn't surprise me if they then turn around and go, okay, now release. we're re-releasing yeah. this a year later and now you can get the sprite edges in order to make yeah. all those people then buy a second Let's copy. the bonus chapter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My big thing in all of this, and I was trying to research this just now, just a cursory mm -hmm. on my phone looking, is where do the authors come out in all of this? Do they only get the profit off the initial sell of the book? Do they actually, I, I mean, do they get a say in all of this? Is it only the publishing companies that make money off of this? Um, that's where it falls more into a scam to me. And it, along with the whole 15, whatever book it was that this just happened, where there's special release, special chapters, depending on where you buy it from, you get a different chapter in a different store. That That was the biggest scam that I've seen recently. But I was kind of curious. Let me just know when I'm seeing what I can find. Yeah. One of these days, Sarah, you'll come over and I'll I'll let you um I'll I'll show you network effect and, and you can see the the just the quality of this book. Yeah, I mean um, you did show me like through the camera. You're yeah, so no, Martin touched it for about three seconds and then went uh, uh 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 i'm not touching this book i there no it's not going to slip from my hands it's not it's it, it the quality I, in that book is just phenomenal i just looked that one up too and i saw a listing on ebay for 320 dollars for that particular copy oh man i i didn't <laughs> spend that much on it 
I, I spent mm. close to that, but well, not about. Oh, wow. I, I think I spent two hundred on it. But again, I love the artwork. How we doing, Amber? It is definitely something that is like massively hidden. Um it would be something that like would require much more extensive like searching. Right. And or reaching out to an author that I know has done bonus content to kind of get an idea. However, that even isn't gonna give us an idea of like so I've mentioned an author, Katie Roberts. She does the Neon Gods edition books and stuff. And while popular, she's not a Sarah J. Mass in terms of level of worldwide recognition. So I don't know what the benefits for someone like Sarah J. Mass is versus someone like Katie Roberts. Well-known, well-loved, very niche in her genre. Um people will happily buy reprints of those books um, and buy special content and special versions of those books. But again, it's not the same level as, say, six different versions of Crescent City 3, each with a different chapter, and each company willing to bank a certain amount of copies in order to assume that people will go out and buy all the books to get it. Um, yeah. Obviously, there there must be, I don't know, we had that breakdown of, like, the cost benefits of it all. I'm betting that it doesn't, in the long run, I think the general is, like, authors get about 15% of profit. Obviously, those books sell more, so, or sell at a higher price point. So, I assume the percentage that the author still gets is still the same. So, there is a slight bump. Um, And there's, you know, a level of bonus that they, or, you know... Uh, early bonus that they get for the presumed likelihood of how many copies will sell. So obviously, yeah. uh, at least I hope that the author does get an increase in benefits. Um, but my, the impression that I got from a video that Katie Robert did breaking this down is that authors don't really have a say on whether it's done or not. They don't have an input as to what the sprayed edges look like. Because um, she she worked with the bookish company, um, bookish, bookish box company, another company that uh, does sprayed edges, but has like had a lot of controversy with it. Um, and there were a bunch of misprints and like formatting issues in the way her books were printed out. And when people reached out to her as the author and were like, ah, oh, how like how could you let them get away with this and stuff? She said, I don't have any say. My publishing company coordinated with them as to what they could and could not do, what it could and could not look like. And then they sent it to me and said, this is what it's going to look like. Promote it. She's like, I don't have a say as to what it looks like and what they do with the visual content of my books and who they allow to use the visual content so yeah that that kind of leads me to be yeah less supportive of it i i i think the authors i i think it should be their their artwork it, it shouldn't be 
or something they have control over. Yeah. Yeah. Not I not necessarily that the artist has to, or that the author has to draw their own art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But yes, I think they should have more say in when, where, why, how. Um, not necessarily what, because obviously if you're bringing in other an artist to do artwork for a book, then then you kind of lose well, your say in that. Another example that we know of of that like limited say in content while not to the same extreme as the exclusives is you did reach out to ann mccaffrey and say why did you stop using michael wellen's art and she said i didn't have a say my publishing company wouldn't pay the cost for him now it's whelan but yeah whelan Um, sorry yeah and uh yeah but it's because he became so popular mainly based off of her books that the publishing company was no longer willing to pay his the fee for him to do the artwork so that's why the later books didn't the dragons look generally the same but don't always look the same there's also international books if you look at i mean it's it's easy to look at Anne mccaffrey's because she has so many of them and they're published in so many different countries that you can look at how different the artwork is from country to country so that applies differently also because um you, you don't necessarily get the copyrights in different countries so you get different artists and that is actually, I think, one of the, like, lead-ins to this weird, like, sprayed edges exclusivity, like, cover design where people will buy multiple versions. Because book collectors do like to collect multiple versions of the same book from different countries because of how it visually looks. And I feel like the publishing companies, as we've been able to, like, mail things more easily around the world, went, aha, how can I profit off of this? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we also have to go back to the ever annoying elephant in the room, which is J.K. Rowling, hmm. and the different versions of Harry Potter that continue to be printed out, and people mm-hmm. continue to purchase because it has slightly different content. You know, we have the originals. Then we have, you know, the cloth bounds that I had as a teen. Then there are ones with gilded gold edges. Now, more recently, there's the ones that are house-themed with sprayed edges. You have the giant illustrated copies. Um, So being able to recognize what might be a popular book or to push a book to be popular based on special designs... I think has to be accredited to Harry Potter. I can't think of anything else that has that same equivalent. Even Twilight, I don't think came out in an array of varieties. Actually, it did. Oh, okay. Or no, no, I'm thinking of um, what's the Sexy Times book? Um, Fifty Shades 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 of Grey. They did did a version so you could read it on like the bus or the train without everybody knowing what you're reading. So they had yeah. an adult, but they also had Harry Potter adult versions to where it wasn't yeah. so much of a child's book because they realized that so many adults were reading it, but were like not reading it as quickly because they were hiding the fact that they were reading a, a child's book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. Again, I, I just, my concern is as I purchase special editions and, and whatnot, um, is that the authors aren't getting the profit that they should. And yeah. Um, but I worry about artists all the way around because 
as a society, particularly in America, we don't treat artists the way we should. That that yeah, it's a commodity, not of, yeah, a specialization. Of stuff is 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 something that we need and we kind of diminish in our society. Total like off kilter, but mildly related. I learned the new library that I worked at because they have an art gallery section to their library used to have things like Picasso available for selling in there. What? Because these artists would live in Santa Barbara and um, so they would have certain pieces that they would have in the Faulkner Gallery. And so people used to be able to go in there and buy like Picasso and stuff and uh, someone else, I can't remember the name because I'm terrible with artist names, um, for only a couple hundred dollars. Jeez. <laughs> now it's not the case uh, just because yeah, they don't have that kind of like security budget and stuff and it's not who the santa barbara art society like selects um but yeah they used to be a place to get like art um we still have beautiful displays and they're just across from the museum oh that's the other thing is the museum then opened up it's like it changed what was available in the faulkner gallery um but yeah anyways i just had to share that because you know <laughs> How funny. talking about you know artists and their yeah. quality and all that kind of stuff and where you can find them. I will say the other thing that I find interesting is in the last six months I have started to see sprayed edged version sprayed edged versions of books in public libraries. Oh really? Yeah like we have a copy at both the libraries that I've worked at had a copy of Fourth Wing with sprayed edges. I've seen the copies well, of Dune it, with that's spray how edges. It was that's how it was originally released. That's one of the yeah. things that made Fourth Wing unique was the sprayed edges edges came with the first yeah. release of it, not with a later release. Yeah, but yeah, I've started seeing more and more books who are coming in with sprayed edges into the library. Cool. Yeah. Alrighty, any other thoughts on this? Nope. Okay. I think we've talked this one to death. I think this is a good, this is a fun little topic. Our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.